I'll pay the villains make a well Like hell you bloody will No do good overkill We must teach them to be still Yeah, we're going to get ready and do it right. We have a special interview with Anaya Day coming up in just a few minutes, folks. So let's warm up the show with her massive hit. It's going to be epic. Get ready! 
Yes, tonight is going to be epic because right now on the line here at House of Pride Radio, we have the one and only, the legendary Anaya Day. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Welcome. It is such an honor to have you here. Finally, I've been following uh, your success on the charts for a few years. You've collaborated with some of my buddies like Matt Consola, Leo Frappier, and so on. And here you are with the number one song on House of Pride Radio this week on the top 60 with yes. It's Gonna Be Epic. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who listens, requests, all men, DJs, dances to or listens to Epic. We, we're really happy and satisfied with the song. What uh, What is some of the feedback that you're getting from the DJs on this particular EP? Oh, they're saying that when they play one of the Epic mixes, any of them really, um, that the dance floor just gets pop and they all run to the dance floor and put their hands up. Because, you know, when, when Theo wrote the song, he said, you know, he was out with some friends and everybody's using the word epic. Oh, this is gonna be epic. Oh, I can't wait till this party. It's gonna be epic. Oh, wait until white party. It's gonna be epic. So he said, I'm gonna write a song called Epic. And he did, and then he called me and asked if I would sing it. And I was like, sure. And I was like, yeah, because I certainly use the terminology myself. So it seems that the 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 feeling is being interpreted throughout dance floors all over the world, and we're so happy uh, with the outcome and how people are receiving it. Uh, absolutely, I mean the energy is infectious. In fact, I I have a special message for you uh, from Theo. Uh, so hold on, here goes. Hi everybody, House of Pride Radio, Aninaya Day. So excited to be sending this message to you to say a huge thank you for bringing our song, It's Gonna Be Epic, to the number one spot on your chart. What an honor. 
And I have to say that this would not have happened without the incredible talent that is Anaya Day. From the first time we connected back in February, I have been in such awe working with her. Not only because of what a professional perfectionist she is, not only watching her singing the song and getting goosebumps, but also because of what a sweet person she is. For Epic, um, my approach was Anaya Day or no one else. Um, and I was over the moon when she said that she connected with the song and its message and would love to do it. It was an amazing and creative collaboration and I knew that it meant a lot to both of us to have a final song that we would both sign off on proudly. And now seeing us at number one on this specific chart, we are even more proud of Epic. Inaya, I can't thank you enough and I look forward to more Epic collaborations. Thank you both. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Aww. Theo is a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> that was the real deal. That was not AI. <laughs> right, exactly. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and Naya, such the right message at the right time. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, you know, Epic is an uplifting song, and it's a hands-in-the-air song. And after all everyone has gone through, we finally see some sun in the breaking of the clouds. And I can just see everyone putting their hands up going, oh, this is going to be epic because we've been like canned in like sardines and, you know, and just worry, worry, trouble, trouble. Epic is the total antithesis of that feeling. So anything that makes people feel good, I want to be a part of. So I'm just happy that Theo chose me to sing it. Yeah. Let's talk about your career a little bit. Can you tell us how it all got started for you? Yes, um, I was doing musical theater and had been since I was about 12 and a half years old. And I got a gig to do Little Shop of Horrors in Germany. So I was living in Germany and the co-director of Little Shop of Horrors was friends with Boris Lugosch, who is the producer of my first single, Keep Pushing. So um, I did that as a demo in my eyes. And the next thing I know, it was on the radio, and it went worldwide, and it's now a classic. I had to do a follow-up, so then we did Hold Your Head Up High, and that went well. And then I did Horny with Moosty, and those were my first three house tunes. And they all went worldwide. They all broke records. They all, <laughs> they are all classics. So I just stayed in this house music thing and went on to do Nasty Girl and moving up uh, with Mike Cruz, taking my problems to the dance floor and all that stuff. And I've been in this thing for over 27 years now. So house music, dance music has been very good to me. I love dance music. <laughs> wow. Yes. Um, who has been some of your uh, influences growing up um, in, in, in terms of uh, singers? Uh, a gospel group called the Clark Sisters. Um, uh, of course, Aretha Franklin, um, some people in my church actually, um, influenced me greatly and my family members, because I have many family members who sing and whom are actually in the industry as well, um, in different, um, you know, genres, but yeah, I was, I was born in, I'm born into music. And um, oh, that's cool. I got to say that my cousin Saul from the group Sky that made Call Me and all of that, yeah. he was a great influence. He's why I love funk, disco, and R&B. So big ups to Saul wherever you are. I hope you're listening. <laughs> and, um, of course, uh, my favorite of all favorites is Ella Fitzgerald. 
She is, oh, to yes. me, the last. <laughs> the first, last, and foremost. Um, but on our side, the dance music side, Jocelyn Brown really, really influenced me and still does to this day. Yeah. Interesting choice for Ella Fitzgerald. I mean, I, I believe, wasn't she also a New Yorker? Yes, indeed she was. Yeah. And I, I think there, there actually, folks, there's a great bio on, I think it's Netflix, about her life and how she got started. I watch every bio. I buy <laughs> every compilation. You should see all of the Ella Fitzgerald stuff I have in my house. <laughs> That's good. What is it that draws you in uh, to her in particular? Um, her technique and the sound of her voice, actually. And I hear similarities to myself, I guess, because she has influenced me. But she can sing a song totally straight with clear tones and still cut to your heart. In the, on the other side, she can do something like airmail special, never sing a word and just scat and still knock you over without words. So that's, that's something that I loved as soon as I heard it as a kid and listened, mimicked everything. So when I get to do my jazz sets and things like that, um, I can vocally recall um, her influences on me and I have fun doing it because I can hear her in my head. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are you known to scat on some of your dance hits? Uh, I think I have, actually. <laughs> oh, and I did one with um, the wonderful Harry Choo Choo Romero that's coming up. Um, and I did a lot of scatting on this one. And it'll probably come in, uh, maybe not next year, maybe early 2025. We'll see. Oh, how exciting. But, uh, Yes. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fly. It's funny that you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> New music coming, folks. <laughs> Love it. Yes. We are blessed Thank to you. have you in the world, giving us your your art and music. It's all good. Um, you said that you and your family uh, were very church oriented back in the day. Um, as an influence, was it your immediate family? All of you were you kind of like in going to church or were you singing in the choir? Like how, how deep were you? Well, I still you? go to church and I, I still sing in church. Okay. Um, all of us do. Well, most of us, <laughs> <laughs> I still sing in church. Um, the first place my mother took me after having been born was choir rehearsal. <laughs> Had me on her lap as a little baby. And she was in choir rehearsal. My mother, my aunt's, they had a group when they were younger. They've sung on programs with Dr. Martin Luther King back in the day. Um, so uh, my Aunt Marie is on records with the Utterbach Ensemble. Um, my Uncle Sonny had a group, the Robinson, the Roberts Singers. Yeah. Um, there were just so many people. My, and surprisingly enough, my cousin, uh, Penn, is an underground rapper who is responsible for the careers of many of the rappers we hear today. Um, he still holds rap battles all over the world and um, pushes some people who are, you know, under him, younger than he is, uh, forward and helps them get into the business. So, yeah, we're really, really surrounded by music in my family. My two younger cousins sing background vocals for me and travel with me, and they also are dance artists, so they have their own projects as well and i do what i can to help out with that but they kind of have their own thing they really don't need me anymore <laughs> but yeah. they, they have their thing popping so 
yeah, we're surrounded by it. If, if you ever look at my social media, you may see my cousins and me singing in the car with our mothers and grandmothers, all of us singing. We sing wherever we go. We sing when we go to Dollar Tree. That's our favorite store. <laughs> we all go to Dollar Tree together and we march down the aisle singing gospel songs. All right. And we have video proof <laughs> of it. Receipts. Do you guys compete for yes. the high note in church or do you, do you, it's all love? <laughs> oh, no. Everybody runs from the high note. Everyone can do it, but everybody goes, you do it. You do it. No, you do it. So we stand there and we nudge each other and bicker amongst ourselves while we're standing in front of the con- congregation. <laughs> yeah. But everybody's used to us, so they laugh and they chuckle. So we switch up and sometimes it's me, sometimes it's Devon, and sometimes it's Candida, sometimes it's Cheryl. So we can all sing high and we can all sing low. So the good thing is we, we are interchangeable. So we try to, you know, give everybody their, their high note. Yeah. At a time, you know, sharing the love. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. I love that. I love that you guys have family stayed together, you know, and yes. performing together. And uh, it, I can tell there's a lot of love in that family. That's beautiful, inspirational thing, folks. We need more of that in 2024. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Just last night, uh, my cousin Benita, we celebrated her birthday. We were in a steakhouse. And we made up our own version of happy birthday. And we're, we were singing it under our breath because we didn't want to bother the other patrons. <laughs> and when we finished, we chuckled and laughed and everything. And we heard applause and we looked around like, oh, because we, we do it and don't even realize people are actually listening or that, you know, because we're playing and then clapping. Wow, amazing. And da, 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 just last night. So we do it wherever we go. We we sang in uh, Cracker Barrel. All of the employees <laughs> left their stations and surrounded us with and walked us to the door as we left. And they were like, "We want to be in your family." <laughs> <laughs> we do it wherever we go. It's like we can't help ourselves, and we don't even realize yes. it sometimes. Yeah, you're just that? doing your yeah. okay. doing your thing. So like you know. that is the natural. Yeah, that's flow. a fun thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, so we're in the middle of December. Um, let's talk about kind of um, what's on your um, itinerary for f- performances, up- upcoming gigs. Uh, what are you guys doing for New Year's Eve? On New Year's Eve, I'm singing with the band that I'm in, 45 Riots. Um, we are, I can't wait for some of the projects that we've done to come to light. We um, are in the new midst of doing a really, really awesome rock situation. And on Thursday, we're going to be in Times Square actually doing a private rock performance um, for some big wigs. I have to keep that under the hat until it's actually complete. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing wow. a lot of stuff with my band. That's where my focus is because that's my where my heart is to really, I want to do um, some of my festivals. Hopefully in 2024, we'll have some of my band members. But um. I'm really focused on that. And as well, I'm doing um, a project with Mike Cruz. As you may remember, Mike Cruz and I did uh, Moving Up Together. That's right. Um, you Spin Me, uh, Mixed It Up. Uh, we, we have four Billboard top fives together. So we um, have come together and created a song called Inside Out. So we have something for the circuit. We have something for the soulful heads, something for the disco heads. You know, we tried to make it a well-rounded project. Um, we're really excited about that coming out, and we're going to um, 
do some live stuff with it as well and create a little show around that. And speaking of the band that I'm in, 45 Riots, we have a song coming in, I believe, January or February. It's February, I believe. My Strength, a song I wrote and that 45 Riots produced. And that's a house tune. It's a big dance tune. And hopefully everybody will grab onto that. Um, the legendary Love the title. Patterson. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes, everybody said it's a real cool title because it's something we all need right now. My strength. And, it, and basically... Um, the song is saying that my strength is all I need to to get me where I need to go. That's 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 the premise of it. But um, you'll see. It 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 is very inspirational. So hopefully, you know, uh, everyone will catch on to that and dig it, dig it with us. Yeah, I think they will without a doubt. That's for sure. I know it's early, but what what are you leaning towards for your New Year's resolution for 2024? I want to continue to strive to be and do better. That's what I say every year now. I want to be better and do better than I did the year before. Absolutely. You know, it's a yeah. figurative new beginning. So with that new beginning, I want to have a new zeal to do better. Yeah. Great message. Yeah. Keep moving on up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, where can folks go to uh, follow you, Anaya? Uh, webpage, social? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was just doing a press kit here, and they had asked me for my social. So, wonderful. Because, you know, when somebody asks you something right off the top of your head, you go, oh. And you know you know the answer usually, but you're just like, oh. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Inaya.day.7. That's me on Facebook, on Twitter, at Inaya Day. Instagram, at Inaya Day. TikTok, at Inaya Day Music. Snapchat, Inaya Day. And then I'm on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and of course, YouTube. Perfect. Folks, you heard it here on House of Pride Radio. The new song is, it's going to be epic, uh, which is charting all over the place, absolutely Fabulous um, new EP. It's number one here on the top 60. And uh, But we're going to go out now with one of your massive hits, uh, moving on up with the uh, DJ Mike Cruz production. And uh, yeah, so folks, um, we want to thank Anaya Day for joining us here. Uh, it's your first time on House of Pride Radio, but I hope it's not your last. It won't be. All right. Hey, I'm happy. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure interviewing you, and you have a great rest of your afternoon over there in New York City. Thank you so much, and have a happy holiday.
Transistor Radio, Transistor Radio, you heard it here, and the name of the song is Stiletto. World's gone crazy, but I keep it cute, like my spirits and my attitude. I'm just focused, but you think I'm rude. Bitch, that's just my walk, now keep listening. Click, click it, crunch, crack it, crack it, tick, tock it, kick Punch, stop it in my leather pumps. I keep bopping. Feeling sexy, let me break this down. Change the tempo, I'm spinning round. Hit these pumps, all gotta hit the town. Gag the children as I turn it out. We coming through to let you know. This is how we do it when we're in the flow. Try to read a hate this bitch, they don't know. The magic I provide in my stiletto. In my stiletto. Now I know that you hoes are all right and 
feelings ain't real, so This sucker wants a plea the bitch Let me out you and in your own so you can catch my drift You better hold on to your way, cause I'm rap on shit When I dig down deep inside In my Hold on one second. It's a not a very good connection. All right. Well, you're loud and clear. Hold on. Let me switch mics. Testing, testing. Can you hear me now? Okay, now. Yeah. Yes, now. Something's wrong with mic number one. All right. Uh, well, let's start over. Welcome to House of Pride Radio. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, well, we love the song Stiletto over here on the Pride Top 60. Uh, and we were wondering, I know you guys are based in New York. Can you tell us a little about how the group came to be? Sure. Um, well, about I've known, first of all, one of the members, uh, Peppermint, uh, for probably the better part of 20 years since I moved to New York. Um, I met her when I first moved, and she was working at Lips, and I was doing my thing in the city trying to uh, make it um, as a singer and a performer. And then I met the other member, um, Cynthia, um, here also in New York. Uh, she was performing um, on stage in uh, Broadway shows. And so basically about eight years ago, I thought of an idea that would involve Peppermint in a music group. Um, 
And I pitched the idea to her at the time, and things just didn't line up at that moment. Um, but it stayed in the back of my mind for quite some time. And about literally right before the pandemic hit, um, Cynthia and I were talking about a group called Transistor Radio. It was a project, actually, at the time. Um, the thought was just sort of, you know, this sounds great. This feels like it could be something. What can it be? And then um, pandemic broke out. We let it sort of ruminate a little bit, and we uh, sat on it. But uh, once we got through that um, earlier this year, we decided to try and make it happen. So I reached out again to Peppermint and let her know what was going on, what the name of the group was, what we thought about doing. Um, and everything just sort of lined up this time around. So we were able to to get in the studio. We were able to write the track um, and record the vocals and get it mixed down and everything. And so we got that final product and we're just excited that we actually got to this point. Yeah. You, I, I, I know Peppermint. She's been uh, working the stage for some time. I think she even might've released a couple of her own recordings in the past. Yeah. Um, is this your, your first release or have you been doing dance music as well? I've been doing dance music previously. Um, I was in a music group called the Lipsticks back in the <laughs> early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was with Milan, who um, was also a, a Drag Race alum. And Alam and I, um, sorry, Milan and I have a long uh, history as well. We went to college together at the University of South Carolina. And then we continued our friendship here to New York City. Um, but we were in a music group then, um, Delipsticks, as I mentioned. And we had a, a few songs that we were demoing around. And eventually, I left that group... Um, and they went on to release a, a single with Lady Fag in the group. Um, I had left that group to start another group called the Kiki Twins. Um, and it was myself and another friend um, doing that. And we actually, you know, were doing our thing around the city, all of it very underground, nothing um, uh, coming out as a major uh, release or anything like that. But we did have um, some success with a, a track called We Are with um, Chris Menace, who was a German uh, producer, remixer. And that was uh, quite um, one of our better tracks that uh, we had did lots of remixes for with lots of people. So um, we saw some great um, coverage with that. Awesome. That's great. Um, now, with this uh, EP, Stiletto, it uh, sounds like you have a, not, ju not just one mix. There's a whole EP. Is that correct? Coming? Well, it's uh, three tracks. So it's the original... Uh, single and then two remixes by Eric Elias and Noah. Um, Eric Elias is, uh, and Noah are both here in New York City, mm -hmm. um, both uh, DJs and producers themselves, um, and do their own thing in their own right, but the two of them teamed up on this particular track. So there's a vocal mix and a club mix. Um, later in January, there'll be another uh, EP coming out with uh, Fear of Tigers doing some remixes as well. So we're putting out little drips and drops here and there. Cool. Are you guys going to... Um promoted uh, to get it out to the um, DJs and whatnot around the country and in the world? Yes, definitely. Um, our first uh, go at this, uh, so this is somewhat new to us, um, so we're learning as we go um, as far as this uh, particular way that we're um, releasing and promoting this time around. Uh, so we teamed up with Matt Kinsella at um, Switchcraft. Switchcraft. Uh, Switchcraft yes. yes, that was a good move. Yeah, so that was definitely the first try. Um, uh, we'll definitely will branch out a little further as we do it along, uh, keep going. So it's definitely um, a trial by error sort of thing, throwing ourselves into the fire. No, no, that's a that's a solid first step because uh, Matt works with a lot a lot of folks that uh, I'm friends with. Matt, we've worked together. Uh, I'm a remixer as well, and I write dance music and publish them 
Um, and then he's worked with all those big divas. So, uh, yeah, you're going to get a, a great promotional push out of Matt. And then there's these amazing record pools that you could uh, work with that are low cost or free even. If you, uh, okay. Talk about it off air if you want. I can send you yeah, the list. Yeah, of course. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think you're on your way. I mean, it's definitely chart-worthy in my opinion. I think the production is just excellent. And uh, the vocals and the harmonizing and, and the, the group vibe and fierceness, is, it's all there, baby. You've got it going on. <laughs> yes, and that was sort of what we wanted to accomplish with the first track is sort of an intro. You know, this is who we are kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so definitely we're already working on the second and third tracks. Um, you know, the, the idea hopefully um, will be a full uh, album for maybe a summer release, but we're going to just continue to put out a single and some uh, remix EPs as we go. Um, so we're definitely excited because it's going to definitely um, evolve as well. Um, yep. The sound is going to definitely uh, definitely take a, a journey for sure. Are you guys performing at New Year's Eve anywhere in the city? Uh, we do not have anything performing-wise uh, booked at the moment, but we are um, entertaining some ideas. So definitely in the New Year's, we're, we're definitely going to be making appearances and performing. For All sure. right, look out, 2024. Here comes know, Stiletto. Right? <laughs> Trans Transista Radio coming at you with their stilettos. Um, what are you doing New Year's? Do you have like a gig somewhere? Um, I'm definitely going to uh, be with friends. I don't have a gig, no, unfortunately. Um, not on New Year's at least. Um, but I'm going to definitely be hanging with friends. We're going to be bringing it in. Um, one of them will be Cynthia for sure. We'll be hanging out. And um, we're definitely going to cheer in the New Year with uh, in style. You should definitely play your song at midnight. <laughs> oh, definitely. Wherever I'm at, I'm giving the track. To the right. Yeah. Just bogart your way into all of the venues with your track. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, um, it's been this has been a great intro meeting you and uh, talking about the new EP. Uh, let's uh, circle around again on New Year when it's a uh, real blasting out there, and we'll, we'll uh, have some fun with it. Maybe play all the remixes on air. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully uh, by the mid mid part of January, we'll have those other remixes out as well. So Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, you take care, uh, take care Clint. Happy holidays to you. And uh, tell your sisters, uh, Tweeka said hello. And um, uh, happy new year in advance. Thank you. I will pass <laughs> the message. It's been fun. Awesome. You take care. Bye-bye now. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Hey, I love... Uh, introducing new great music and that one is hot stiletto by transistor radio all right now it is time for an interview with jade starling of the famous group pretty poison it's the house of pride show with your host you're listening to house of pride radio here live from san francisco the amazing jade sterling from pretty poison coming up live on our show first we're going to have an interview with one of her producers the legendary Lee Dagger. 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 Hello there. <laughs> hello, I'm, hello. How I'm are you doing? Great. From uh, sunny Las Vegas. Yeah. Getting out there playing the music. That's awesome, Lee. Awesome indeed. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about how you got to produce this amazing song? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was living in London at the time. Um, God, I can't even remember when I first met Jade or started working with her. I think it was around 2010, and we were asked to do a remix for her. So um, we did a couple of remixes for her, and then I met her in Miami Beach. 
uh, WMC when Winter Music Conference was going strong. And um, we started working together and collaborating, doing several tracks together. And um, one of them was A Place in the Sun. And we actually did it about, I think, about 2013. So it's been a 10-year wait. But, um, yeah, been a pretty minute. Tasmania Records. Yeah, he believed in the track and put together a wicked remix package of Stonebridge, etc. And now it's all ready for everyone to enjoy. And, and I love working with Jade. I've hung out with her at some of her live shows before, and we get on really well. So, yeah, it's all ready for the people. And it's doing quite well out there in the Club Landia. Yes, indeed. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to get into it with uh, Jade in just a few minutes. Um, before we let you go, though, can we... Can you tell folks where to go to like follow your music and uh, listen to you and all that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can follow me as obviously people know me as Lee Dagger, but um, I also go under another name called Bimbo Jones. That's that right. People are probably familiar with. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm as Lee Dagger, and um, also as Facebook as Lee Dagger. But we have a separate Bimbo Jones page, and. Um, some other news for you. We've just done a, a Bimbo Jones remix of Dua Lipa, um, Houdini. So um, I'll have to send you a copy for your shows and for your gigs. Oh, yes. And and also the other news is um, I'm going to be having a weekly radio show on um, Vibe 99.7 in Las Vegas, which is a new dance radio station. And um, that'll be starting in the new year. So um, it's also available online. Uh, so check it out if you get any time. Yes, congratulations. The world needs more dance radio stations, that's for sure. We do. We do, absolutely. The world needs to dance. Yes, we need to dance. United in dance is my motto. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> so uh, just to be clear, Bimble Jones, you guys are still producing. Is that correct? Yeah, we're still, yeah, we're still producing. So Mark's back in uh, London, and um, I'm kind of flying the flag. Um He's been doing some of his own stuff, and I've been doing some of my own stuff. But um, every now and again, I'm like, Let, let's put another record out. And we've got loads of other tracks as well that we're sat on, and also new songs that we're writing. So um, you may you may get to hear a new Bimbo Jones album in the next year or so. Okay, 2024 is looking brighter already, ladies and gentlemen, with a new Bimbo's jones project but right now we've got place in the sun just scoring top 10 on the pride top 60 this week with a bullet uh bimbo uh i'm calling you bimbo now lee it's <laughs> oh good lord tweaker needs a cup I'm, of coffee i'm used to it i'm used to it i used to dj in scotland a lot and everyone in their scottish accent were like hey bimbo what you're doing mate what time you're playing pal <laughs> with the accent and everything i love it yeah, yeah. exactly but yeah um Everybody needs some sunshine in their life and we all need a place in the sun. I love that catchphrase. That's perfect. Perfect way to go out with another remix of Place in the Sun followed by the diva herself, Miss Jade Sterling, coming live on House of Pride Radio. Lee, you're welcome back anytime. We love you over here and thank you for oh, your time. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Happy, uh, happy Christmas, everybody. From the stresses, far from everyone. I saw an oasis of ocean and sand. Forget all your troubles. Just 
Yes, House of Pride Radio, live from San Francisco. And yes, we just need to be finding a place in the sun to celebrate all our colors and creativeness and to usher us even into more light. We have the diva herself, Miss Jade Starling, with us. Can you hear us? Wake up. Hey. Up, girl? <laughs> hey, diva. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fabulous. How about yourself? I'm doing good, and what an honor it is to have you on our show. Thank you for making the time, and we love the fact that you're rising in our pride, top 60, top 10 this weekend, number seven. Congratulations. I saw that. Actually, I think it was number six. Oh, my God. I don't even know my own chart. I think you're right. It's <laughs> it's number six with a bullet. Yes. Let's take this to number one, boo-boo. Ladies and gentlemen, we need your help out there. Go to all your favorite digital distribution sites and download place in the sun there's so many remixes can you tell us a little bit about the uh, ep package yes i have to say that 
we've been incredibly lucky to work with these amazing DJ producers from all over the world, and it's really opened up the uh, visibility for this song. Uh, I know it went number one for five weeks on the Music Works international download and international charts, and then it went also went number one in Africa and Europe, and then top ten or top five in uh, South America, North America, and also Oceania. So this has been a, a huge international record for us. That's and amazing. It, and it went to number eight uh, this past week on the UK commercial pop chart. That's fabulous. Uh, is that happening organically, or do you have a promoter pushing this song? That's an amazing accomplishment. I mean, some of it is organic, but of course there is a huge promo team and machine behind this record. I mean, you really don't get that type of exposure without hiring the right promotional people. I have to be honest. It's been in mixed shows in Top 40 Radio, and it's heading for number one on the indie chart uh, on the New Music Weekly. So this, is, this has been a labor of love. There's a whole team of people working this record. That's so amazing. I have to give yeah. credit where credit is due, for sure. I'm so happy it's doing this well. Um, now, who wrote this, this particular track? Uh, this is a collaboration with myself, my partner from Pretty Poison, Way Cooler, and our dear friend, DJ Lee Daga. Yes, who we just spoke to, folks. Uh, we love Lee. Oh, uh, I love Lee so much. Yeah, We've he's... done many uh, collaborations for him. I actually did a full album called Captive, and Lee, uh, Lee and the two of us, Way and I, uh, collaborated on some amazing songs with him. Very, very talented. And, of course, you know him from Bimbo Jones. Yes, of course. Those guys are legendary. Uh, Place in the Sun. So does it have a personal meaning to you? Where you? Is it a particular place in your life when you wrote this? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, being in the music business, traveling quite a bit, uh sometimes getting stuck in a rut when you are, you know, especially during the pandemic where people couldn't get out of the house, you really couldn't travel anymore, and, you know, for months, in fact, years. Uh, it, it definitely had relevance through that, throughout that time because I myself was dreaming about getting away and going somewhere warm and beautiful and, celebrating with friends and you know it was just kind of like longing for that escape and that getaway and uh, I feel like you know it definitely inspired a lot of great music um, during that time and even you know just before so I think that that song is totally dedicated to the working class person who is stuck in a rut working their everyday job and longing for that getaway to that exotic island or that beautiful beach and just to uh, share with friends and loved ones and, you know, get away. We all need to get away. And we actually uh, recently shot a video for the 
for the song Place in the Sun, check it out on YouTube. Uh, Place in the Sun, uh, Pretty Poison, Jade Starling featuring Lee Dagger. It's, uh, we're getting close to 100,000 views, so it's very exciting. Um, beautiful location shot in Southern California on this gorgeous private beach. It, it's just stunning. It was shot, uh, a lot of it was shot with drones. So there's a lot of beautiful overhead uh, shots of the coastline. And that was one of the first clubs I ever performed in. And I just felt such a welcoming from the LGBTQ community from the beginning. This past year, we did the Gay Pride Parade in New York, which is one of the biggest. I performed on the uh, iHeart Radio float uh, with KTU, and uh, I was just so honored. And I have to say that the support that I've gotten from the gay community has been something that I hold very near and dear. You know, it's just, yeah. I just feel like I owe so much to the LGBTQ community and on behalf of the LGBTQ listeners. community, we thank you. But you know, let's let's be fair. Uh, we love to dance, <laughs> and we right? love the nighttime, and uh, we're always falling to be caught. And uh, we love our dance divas. <laughs> it all it's a it's it. a win win. <laughs> oh, I love it! I just love my fans, especially my, you know, in the gay community because you guys have been true. And steadfast, and you've stayed loyal all these years, and I love and appreciate you. And, you know, yeah. thank you for letting me, uh, you know, keep killing it and putting out the music for you. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad you're loving it. Absolutely. Look out 2024. Let's let's talk for a moment about last Christmas. You've done a, uh, a rendition of this for the holiday season. Were you a fan of the Wham! version, or you just like the song in general? Or? Oh, my God, who wasn't a fan of the Wham! version? (laughs) Uh, George Michael, what a tremendous talent. And I've always, like, kind of connected to this song because it has, like, a forlorn uh, type of vibe to it. You know, like someone you were with last Christmas and then, you know, they, they ghosted you and, you know, broke your heart. But yet, you know, you see them again and now you're with someone else and... You know, it's it's kind of an interesting story, and it and it sounds very true. Like it probably happened, exactly. You know, like a real a real situation, a real scenario. Yeah, so, folks can relate to that that story. I love the way we covered it. We did like a freestyle <laughs> vibe, yes. and I think George would approve. I think George would give it a thumbs up. Um. Hey, big hugs to you from House Pride Radio in San Francisco, reaching over across the land. And I love you, San Francisco. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for all the support on the radio and on your charts. Make me number one, guys. Yes. Please follow yes. me on all my socials <laughs> at Jade Starling, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I just love everybody. Love, love, love. And happy holidays. And I hope you enjoy Last Christmas. Here it is. Last Christmas. Pretty Poison and Jade Starling.
as you want i know come on yeah yay uh, uh, um hey your next comedian everybody keep being great audience members and kiss stay warm don't get comedy pneumonia yet clap your hands together for hune Shakur. yay All right, I'm not going to have anywhere close to that level of energy. That's not going to be. Um, I know New Year's resolutions are played out, but I do have one this year, and I want to hit a big mile milestone for brown people, and that's uh, getting my first gold chain. Um, I think it's time. I think I'm ready to join that club. Um, I moved to SF during the pandemic because I heard a bunch of people were leaving SF, and I like my landlords like I like my women. Desperate. And uh, just like on a date, I was like, I'm only going to pay half. Um, I want access to the backyard. Um, I don't like the backyard. I just want to know I have access. Um, and then I was disappointed to find out that there were damages from the previous tenant already there. I was like, I hope I'm not going to be responsible for this later. Um, my girlfriend watches The Bachelor. Um, and I've watched it a couple times with her, and I, I think it's one of those shows that would actually benefit from a Muslim being The Bachelor. 
just because then they could pick seven winners. And that way, if you're a loser, that's really on you. And you had the odds in your favor. Um, but my girlfriend is Christian, and I'm starting to think uh, that they were right. Um, and I I'll tell you why. Is that it happened this year. Uh, I don't celebrate Christmas, which is great because it means I get gifts and I don't give them. Um, but I received a rain jacket this year. And right after it started raining, I was like, you know, this Jesus guy might, might be onto something. <laughs> um, a couple of months ago, I got a hand job. Um, my doctor said it was thumb surgery, but I called it a hand job. Um, <laughs> and afterwards, he prescribed me uh, ibuprofen and Oxycontin. And I was like, hey, doc, what's, what's the ratio of ibuprofen I can trade in to get more Oxycontin? Because I feel like we know which one I'm going to be taking for the pain. Um, it's not the ibuprofen. I've lived in SF for a little bit now, and I finally got around to trying Phil's coffee. Um, and it's a weird place because you go in, and then I'm not sure if it's a coffee shop or an after-school program for high school students. Um, everyone there looks like they're having way too much fun for a coffee shop. I'm just trying to get my coffee and go to my dead-end job. Um, but it's weird because like on the cup it says made with love and I honestly agree because just like love it's bitter and inconsistent. Um, I don't know if you know this uh, but when women spend too much time together their periods start to sync up and I, that's how I realized I was spending too much time with my girlfriend is because my depressive episodes were syncing up with her period. And I was like, hey, how do you know your period's on its way? And she said, well, you know, I get mood swings, irritable, you know, apathetic. And I was like, am I having my period? And she's like, Kune, no, you're just depressed. I was like, oh, all right. Thank you, guys. Kune everyone. Hey. Um, hey, Sam, I'm a big jerk. I missed you on the list. My eyes just slipped right over you, so I'm going to give you an extra minute. And I, my, and my greatest apologies. I'm sorry. I just, I have no idea how that happened. I just, my eyes slid right over you. Um, but clap your hands together, everybody, for Sam West. Yay! I don't think I'll need that extra minute. I'm going to be trying to. <laughs> Uh, try and do some new-ish. Uh, so this is a, f a few things, and then I'm going to try some completely new stuff that I don't really have punchlines for yet, but that's okay. Uh, man, I can't keep up with all these subscription entertainment services, you know? Redbox, Discovery Plus, Peacock. At $15 a pop, I'm already at 45 for the month, and that's just OnlyFans. I hate carnies, you know, guys that work at carnivals, the games. Growing up, there's this creepy carny that would be at the Tunbridge Fair in Vermont. And every year, he'd comment on my height. Oh, Sam, got tall this year. Whoa, look how much you've grown this year, Sam. One year, I went and he asked if he could measure me. I said, okay. So he took me into a circus tent alone, and he whipped his dick out and held it over my head. I just remember looking up thinking, oh, I hope this guy's not a pedophile. But I never did find out for sure because I wasn't tall enough to ride. My grandfather was a magician that collected hats. When he passed away, he had amassed 
415 hats. So many that we had to hire a personal exterminator to get rid of all those rabbits. All right, this is getting into the new territory, so treading lightly. Um, my girlfriend vetoed my desire to get a motorcycle. I thought they looked cool. So I went down to the toy store, and I, I bought a Hot Wheels toy motorcycle. And I wish I listened to her, because when I was driving back on the highway, in my car, I was so excited to play with that toy. I hit motorcycles. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, did you guys hear in the news about that professor that knocked up his student? Down at the uh, nursing college? Yeah, pretty fucked up. But uh, I think the most fucked up thing, he did say he was going to keep the baby, but, but then she, was, she delivered past due. Now it's... Hmm, I'll work on the wording for that. But uh, yeah, you know, he failed her. That's... Oh, fuck, hang on. Let me gonna start this over, okay? We're going to start this. I was trying to do it without the notes because I wrote it today. Uh, hey, you guys hear the story about that professor that knocked up a student? The guy was such a dick. He did agree to keep it. But he gave her an F because the kid was past due. That was a little bit better, a little smoother. That was a little smoother that time. No, I guess he was like a, you know, a, you guys perform births? That kind of, I don't know, that kind of teacher, something. We'll figure that out. But uh, the second part of that was uh, she had to retake the class the next semester. She studied every day and all of her hard work paid off because the next time she had to do that assignment, she was a month premature. All right, we're doing it. Uh, this uh, has no punchline. This is just some bullet points I wanted to talk through. Am I good on time? Did I didn't miss the horn. All right, thank you. Uh, hey, I grew up in Vermont. It's this weird mix of uh, blue collar, you know, super rich, hippie people. You can always tell the hippie people because they went to this weird hippie school. For some reason, they didn't learn how to read. You know, they, they invested all of that time into teaching these kids that Fairies are real and things like this. And then come high school, I think like the year before, professor's like, these kids should probably know how to read, right, before we send them with the other kids. And, uh, you know, at least to read road signs. You know, like that's a good basic. So they go to the school, but they were cool, you know, in high school because they were always the ones that figured out cool things to get high off of, you know. Like one year they found out some of the books in the library had this coding. And if you huffed it, you'd get a little bit of a head rush. So we were all out there huffing goose, you know, goosebumps were covered in this, if you, if you haven't ever smelled a goosebump. We came back in and the teachers were like, what the fuck is wrong with these kids? And one of the professors was, they seemed to be hopped up on the, on the bumps. And that's when I realized that fucking teacher went to that stupid motherfucking school. All right, I'm going to sacrifice that extra minute. <laughs> All right. Yay! Cool. Any 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 bullets? No, that's okay. Oh, you could say things if you want. I lost the punchline from the joke a little bit on the OnlyFans joke that you started with. Um, if there's a way to make it more obvious in the end that those were only fans pages because oh. because because you're like red box blah, blah, blah.
Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sam West. Yay! That was a lot of fun. Uh, all right. I'm your next comedian. Keep your hands a clapping, everybody. We've got a couple left, so stick around for everybody. Uh, and your next one, it's Art Gaustan. Yay! Woo! Let's give it up for ourselves for being here on a rainy Monday, huh? Yay! Guys, I feel like I'm getting older because nowadays when I'm hanging out with my boys, we'd be talking about old people shit. Like we're talking about the recession and how the recession is affecting us. But not the economy, just our receding hairlines. See, it's weird because I'm the only bald person in my family. That means there was nobody there to teach me things like how to shave your head. They're supposed to put sunscreen on top of your head. Or that skinheads is not a support group for bald men. What the fuck? A little bit about me, guys. I'm actually an immigrant. I was born in Armenia. Then I grew up in Russia. Then I moved to the United States when I was 12. When I moved here, I had the summer to learn as much English as I can before the school year started. And the advice that I got was to watch a lot of TV because you hear people talk English on TV, you start picking up on the language. So I did. Every day for the summer I was watching TV like it was my birthday. But it was weird because I was starting to understand people on TV, but not in real life. Turns out, I spent the entire summer watching Telemundo. Ay, Dios mío. I just saw the hot weather girls and I was like, this is the channel for me. All right, let's try some new jokes because the old ones are not working either. <laughs> um, I think San Francisco is so like compassionate that it's kind of stupid. Here's an example. Um, the other day I went shopping at Target. Then afterwards I drove to an open mic. Come back after, somebody broke Smashed the window in my car, broke into my car, and stole my bag, my Target bag. True story, he was there. And I was complaining about it at work, and then my coworker goes like, Art, you know, maybe the person that stole your stuff, maybe they need it more than you. You know, you could afford to replace the stuff, but this may be the only way they could afford to feed their family. I was like, motherfucker, I don't think anybody needs my hemorrhoid cream more than me right now. My ass is itchy. And unless the entire family is eating ass, I don't think it's going to be feeding nobody. Um, let's go back to being immigrant. Uh, so being an immigrant is hard because, you know, you come to the United States, you don't know the language. It's a huge culture shock. Everything is just so different. And a lot of immigrants relate to this, no matter where you're from. A lot of immigrants relate to this. But I have this coworker that's always trying to relate to me on being an immigrant. And it pisses me off because he's from a little known place called Toronto, Canada. Like three years ago when my country was fighting a war, Toronto, Canada was fighting the Golden State Warriors for an NBA championship. That shit is not the same. I just think if your country got an NBA team, an MLB, MLB team, and Drake, you're not an immigrant, you're a transplant. I'm a little fucked up because, see, I grew up in Russia, so I think like a Russian. Because sometimes I look at Canada and I'll just think to myself, how come U.S. hasn't invaded them yet? I'm kidding. I actually really want the war between Russia and Ukraine to end, which got me thinking when they're finally ready to negotiate for peace, who's going to be the third party that they can both trust that's going to help them with the negotiations? Obviously, it can't be the U.S. because U.S. has been supporting Ukraine. So people have thrown around different suggestions. But I think it should be Adidas. Because nothing unites Russians and Ukrainians more than their love for Adidas tracksuits. All right, we'll end it at that. Thank you, guys.
about that stripe i love that joke with the three stripes and the, oh did you want to you can talk yeah hey art art i think when you start doing real stand-up comedy when you like no 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 no, i'm not being an asshole no, no i'm not trying to sound like an asshole but i like the hemorrhoid cream joke so i think when you go up on stage they're like hey give it up for art i think you should walk up on stage like like you're really like you have hemorrhoids you're like fuck my ass. i really do motherfucker. <laughs> and then you talk about hey someone broke into my car fuck you know like i want pain i want to hear <laughs> okay 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 and he wants the act yeah. out. And then after you do the the act is over, oh, hemorrhoid crane, haha, I'm just joking, I can walk, you know, right? And then talk about how you're an immigrant. And when you're speaking Spanish, you, do you speak Spanish or, or are you just fucking with me? Un poquito. Un poquito, so that's a no. So <laughs> uh, I think you should learn a little bit more Spanish words, like something fucking dope as fuck. Go to like Google Translate and type in something dope and funny. That's exactly what Spencer actually told me. Oh, really? Well, yeah. you should have done it. You fucked yeah, up. I done it. <laughs> oh, do that and then talk about how russia and ukraine instead of adidas maybe like i don't know mexico comes in because you speak spanish too so you say another spanish word like oh, oh okay yeah. maybe you maybe that you you say please get me my hemorrhoid cream in spanish <laughs> it's like ayudame ayudame por favor hemorrhoid oh oh the tar- your, and you said someone stole your target bag yeah I don't know, maybe the homeless person, like, I don't know, you pretend you're the homeless person, too. He's like, target bag, bullseye, you know, some bullshit like that. Yeah. So more act outs, huh? <laughs> he, wants, he wants act outs. He's yeah. like, dance. <laughs> yeah, entertain me, bitch. Move. Yeah. No, your art, <laughs> right? Be art on your material. Uh-huh. <laughs> Was that? What I did. Oh, no, 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 I was saying I didn't know that skinheads is not a support group for bald men. Uh, she, she wants your four-day like undercover. For... Undercover. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their coffee tastes like ass. I like that. The cookies. <laughs> you should okay, shave okay, your thank head you. on stage, too. Oh, say what? <laughs> what did you say? Now he's just... <laughs> I said you should bring a shaver and shave your head on stage. Like he's like, go be a prop comic and be giving. Clap your hands together, everybody, for art! Yay! Yay! He's like, become a prop comic. That's the way to get. That's the way to do it. Hemorrhoid cream on stage. Apply it. Remember Myron the moron? The, remember the guy that used to fuck himself in the ass with the corn cob at Dirty Tricks? Myron the moron. No. You talking about me? Do you remember? Does anybody remember that? Myron the Moran. See, Spencer knows it's true. I'm not lying. This guy, anyways. He was weepy. In fact, he did things with cork cops on the stage. That was fun. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Brian Bailey. Yay. No, I'm not going to do your thing. It's okay. I have like six cups of coffee today. I don't know if this is going to help or not, but we're doing it. Uh, you guys see Bill Cosby's going to tour this year? Yeah, there is a 10 drink minimum. Uh, easy joke. No, I'm, I, I do want to see him, though. I do want to see Bill Cosby. I'm just curious what the content of it is. Because I'm going to go see Louis C.K. on Wednesday. I'm like nervous telling people about that. 
Like, I don't know how it would be convincing my friends to go see Bill Cosby with me, you know? Like, hey, no, he only raped 50 people, guys. What are the chances he's going to rape 51, right? 50 is such a nice, even number. You can't break that streak. It's like the same reason. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's like the same reason we won't let Puerto Rico become a state, you know? 50s, good. 50s, 50 states, 50 rapes. That's my policy. Always has been. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what else was I going to do? Uh, I, I feel like I drink a lot, but I try not to drink and drive, right? But I feel like whenever somebody who has been drinking all night is going to give me a ride home, they always tell me the same thing. They always go like, don't worry, man. I do this all the time. Nothing's happened yet. And I'm like, that is not a reassuring statement at all. I think if anything, that just means you're due for an accident, right? Like statistically speaking, you're much more likely to get into an accident. It'd be like if I was about to hook up with somebody and they're like, don't worry, man, I'm clean. I raw dog strangers all the time. Oh, God. Does that joke make me sound like I'm having sex with men? I feel like it does because of the word raw dog. I feel like wo women don't really use the term raw dog. <laughs> I had it. I am projecting. Well, uh, my next joke should uh, alleviate that. I'm not gay. Um, I'm not. But, but here's the thing, right? I have the internet, so I've seen some things in my life, right? And here's what I've learned is uh, I like everything about a man except for the penis part. I don't, I'm not into that part. But I don't mind a penis if it's on, like, a pretty lady. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with that. I don't know how to apply that to my dating life at all. Like, I guess I could ask a woman to wear a strap on. I feel like it's not really the same thing. I'd be, like, as attracted to that as, like, a big muscular man with, like, fake tits, you know? If Brad Pitt got fake tits, I think it'd be an improvement, but, like, I still don't want to have sex with him, you know? I guess I could date a trans woman, but I feel like that's kind of a 50. That's a coin flip. That's a risky shot. I just don't want to be disappointed when they take off their pants and I see that they're, like, post-op, and I'm just like, oh, I thought you had, thought you had one of the... I mean, I'd probably still do it, but I feel like at that point I'm just fucking, like, a broad-shouldered woman. Not really what I'm looking for. Oh, boy. Do I want to do the rest of this joke? This is a really old joke. I kind of don't. This is a joke where it it's either hits or it doesn't, and I feel like it's not. I'm going to skip it. Uh, what else did I have to do today? <laughs> you know what? Uh, oh, geez. Now I have pressure. What else? Do I have? Ba, ba, ba. Is this? I just want feedback on this. I guess I was working on a joke. Well, I have a. I had a dream where I was having sex with my roommate's girlfriend, but then like the sex kept going after, or the dream kept going after the sex was over. So I just had to like deal with the consequences of my actions. I just had to deal with the guilt of the situation, and I feel like I don't know. Like I somehow justified it in the dream. So by the time I woke up, I was just completely fine with it. And I feel like I'm just like a bad person because of that. Like, I'm worried that like, I'm gonna have a dream where I kill somebody and wake up and be like, man, that was sick. I should start doing that. All right, that's it. That's all I had. Thanks. Ryan Bailey, not a serial killer. Yay. But he could be, he's going to. Dad is great. He gives us the chocolate cake. Uh, wow. 
We've got three comics left. Hold fast, everyone. It's cold out there anyways. You don't want to leave. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Brett Harper Jennings. Yay! <laughs> Hi. Um, you all look great today. Uh, <laughs> I uh, went on a, a date, another date, and um, uh, we went out, and then he was like, uh, do you want to see my room? I was like, no. He's like, but I have collections. And I was like, okay, because that sounded fun, and I don't know what collections meant. And um, so... Uh, we went and uh, his room, uh, it was just books, like shelves of books. And I was like, oh, well, like I've read before. And so I was like, oh, I, I love that book. And he was like, oh, yeah, I haven't read that one. I was like, oh, what about that one? It was good. And he's like, yeah, I, I bet I'll like it when I get to it. Uh, and then I kept pointing out to books, and he hadn't read any of them. So he just had bookshelves of books he'd never read. The only books he had read were uh, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. And it is a classic. It's a very good book. Uh, and then he said, <laughs> you want to see something offensive? <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> but I didn't think it would be anything gross. And it wasn't. He pulled out a t-shirt that had writing on it, just like Russian writing. Like, and I was like, oh, I don't know what it says. And he's like, it says, like, you know, go Russia. And I was like, oh, I guess that is probably offensive to some people. But I don't really know who would see that and get offended. He's like, okay, we well, want to see something more offensive. <laughs> I was like, okay. And he pulled out a like one of those Russian hats, and it had like a hammer and sickle in it. And I was like, you know, communism isn't that offensive, especially <laughs> especially in San Francisco. And then I left. But I think that's a good story. <laughs> I'm gonna keep. T I know. I I really like it. Uh, I hope he's doing better. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, something I like to do. I don't really drink, but if I do drink too much, I like to, I brag, like I like to yell things that I think are impressive. Uh, recently I was yelling, you know, I, I'm very prompt and people didn't seem to care. And I was like, and I also shop at Whole Foods, but I don't think there's anyone listening to that being like, Oh, I didn't know she was doing that well, you know, shopping at Whole Foods. Okay, I'm going to keep doing those, though. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I get nervous. Uh, I don't like giving food to homeless people because I'm nervous that they're going to judge what I ordered and they're going to be like, oh, that's so lame. Like, why so many pot stickers? <laughs> <laughs> so I just throw it out. Um <laughs> I, I don't know how to start conversations. I like talking about medical ailments because I think other people will relate. Like I also, or things I'm concerned about. Like I have like a lot of moles. I was at a party and I was like, you know, how many would you have to have before you were like concerned? And I thought that was a good topic. But no one else would tell me with a number. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. I think I'm I'm happy I'm a girl. I'm happy I'm female. I think I'd be a very bad guy. I don't think I'd be like a cool dude, you know? I, I get nervous swearing. I also would just believe anything I heard on TV was like how people talk. 
you know, I just think I, I also like, I don't like the word pussy. I'd say vulva. And I think people would find that upsetting if I was like, do you see a lot of vulvas? Like that would be like my, people would be like, what? And I was like, does it hurt? I don't know. Like, I just don't think I'd, this is, this is the most fun I've had at a mic in so long. <laughs> um, let's see. I, uh, I think, uh, my therapist likes to send me a lot of YouTube videos not sure if she thinks she's helping or if she's trying to like if she's just lonely i don't know she sends me a lot of videos and uh they're always like christian they're either very christian or they're tyler perry so i'm not sure if she's trying to convert me or be like you should try to be a more successful black comedian i i like her though i think she has a good i'm gonna keep talking uh oh last thing i uh I love clickbait titles. I love them. I'll click on anything. I was reading this article. It was like 30, uh, 30 amazing roofing tips. I bet you didn't know. You won't believe number 29. And number 29 was like, find good help. And I just find that really funny. Okay, thank you guys. Whatever did it. Yay. Trust her with all your roofing needs. Uh, all right, two comedians left. Clap your hands together for your next one. It's Sean Durham. Yay! Hi, everybody. Okay. Uh, I've been uh, dating a uh, little person recently. I think that's the politically correct term, right? Or uh, Filipinos. <laughs> Alright. Glad at least one. I'm going to tell that at Slate and see how it goes. <laughs> um, Alright. Well, let's get it. I got to work on some jokes. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I have been studying my white culture recently. Getting into my roots, you know. So I've been, um, Watching serial killer documentaries. Yeah, you guys know that punchline already. Um, but uh, I did kind of realize when I was watching them that it'd be really embar embarrassing to be the first person that gets killed, because you never die in like a nice way. It's always some like I forget the wording I was gonna say sloppy thing where like he hits you over the head with a shoe rack or something. And you're always like super oblivious. The first person always missing all the signs, you know. I'm just sitting on the couch, like sipping on some wine, like, oh, getting me so sleepy. But I can't even sleep on this couch. It's so uncomfortable. Who wraps their shit in plastic? All right. I'm having fun. Uh, where else did I take this joke? Oh yeah. Uh, I do. I do need a little. A little tad bit of the um, threat of murder in my life. I think a little bit's good for me. Like, uh, I, I would definitely do some things I shouldn't do without it. Uh, one thing is specific. I would, like, 100% be someone's affair. If I didn't know, I would be murdered at the end of it. Because it just sounds fun to me. That's like adult hide-and-seek. But, uh... <laughs> these these are so horrible to tell in silence. 
Nice. Um. Yeah, because I. It's mostly because I just barely understand marriage. Like, I get it's like a meaningful thing, right? But I don't understand, like, signing a contract to stay with someone. Just work on making them come. Why do we have to get the government involved? Biden isn't going to eat her pussy. So I am a a pussy-eating connoisseur. I go to vineyards for tastings. I like that line. I'm keeping it. Um, all right. I, uh, no, I, I love it. I even love the word, um, conolingus. Tastes good saying it. But, uh, I did recently meet a vagina that I could not eat. It wasn't like someone was guarding it or something. But, uh, uh this person just had a case of, uh, Banky coochie, I think is the biblical term. <laughs> All right. You know, instead of finishing this joke, I'm going to just end it there. But thank you so much. Ooh, working the rooster. Okay, uh, clap for me. I have some things I want to string together. Bring it together. Well, happy, you know, happy New Year's and stuff, everybody. And that's one of those things where they go like, okay, I'm in, I'm a 30-something-year-old white woman, so I want everyone to be grateful right now for something. No, but I really am. I'm, I, I'm very grateful for being alive, and I wanted to tell two quick stories about how and why I got to be, I get to be alive. I'm very lucky. So um, you get to choose the order. Do you want to hear about how I didn't uh, get raped because of a muni driver? Or do you want to hear about how weed saved my life? Which first? The rape. All right. So I was in this neighborhood. So I used to, before I was a comedian, I used to be a poet. And I used to actually go dancing a lot and dance, dance, dance. And I used to drink a lot more than I do. So I was like, woo, and I did a lot more acid. I was nuts. So anyways, there's this one night. And I'm walking through the mission and I'm at Il Parada and this guy like comes up to me and starts sort of harassing me a little bit. And I'm like, I'm going to go. And so I left and he followed me. And so I walked down. To, it's this bar that's like on Utah and 14th and it's a dance dance place. And I knew the people there. And I, I told the bouncer guys, there's this guy following me and um, I'm going to go in. I'm going to pretend I'm going to come out. You're going to keep him in there as long as you can. They're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And so I got out and I leave. And I'm like, thanks guys. And I'm going down the street and run, run, run. And I look and he's running behind me. So he's running. And I'm underneath like the freeway where there's no bus stop and the 22 bus just pulls up, tick, 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 opens his doors and goes, you look like you need a ride. And I was like, hell yeah. And I like got on the bus and he shut his doors and he drove and I was like super shaky. And the guy, he's like, he's like, that guy was really, that guy was really chasing you, huh? And I was like, yeah, that was like the third bar he followed me to. And then I was like, and then I was like, you know, I broke down a little bit because it's Pam. So I was very, you know, dramatic. And I was like, oh, and I put myself together. And he goes, where do you want me to drop you off? I said, 16th and Mission. And he did. He's like, have a good night. Be safe. And I'm like, Muni. Okay. So anyways, thanks, Muni. First, I'm alive. Muni, they're great. Okay. Here's the second one, weedsavemylife.com. And I wanted to start a website called weedsavemylife.com because I think other people must have stories like this. 
So those of you who've recently moved to San Francisco, I moved here 15 years ago and I used to be dumb. We already talked about that. Very drunk all the time. And I'd closed a bar down and I had stayed because I know bartenders, whatever. And so I missed the 14 bus. Oh my God. And so, but I had $3 because that's how much it used to cost for a piece of cheese pizza. And it was in my pocket or in my bag. And it was like 2.15. I missed the bus and I was like, oh, I jig and jog through the tenderloin. I can get to the pizza because they close at three. Milan pizza still open every day until three in the morning. Very important. Now it's like $5 a slice, but this is years ago. This is like 13 years ago. So I'm walking, jig jogging through the thing. I got my Charlie and jacket on and I'm like, I'm drunk. I've been having a good night. I'm at a bar. And I'm just, you know, boop, boop, doo, doo, doo. and I was in between, I was on hide in between Eddie and Ellis and the street light was out. And this guy walks up to me and looks at me and he goes, give me what you got. And I went, ah, I'm wearing my cheerleading jacket. Like, that's what I said to him. And I looked down and he had a knife. And then I was like, fuck. Because in my head, I had the thumb drive from the fourth draft of my master's thesis. And I was like, no. And I also had my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater. Some of you might know my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater in the bag. This has no relevance to this person. The thumb drive, we would have tossed it away. It was my fourth draft of my master's thesis. So, but on top of all this shit, uh, and there was $3 for the pizza, was a, I had to write, <laughs> I'm not going to give him the $3 for the pizza, but on top of it, I had just bought a sack of weed and it was like 75 bucks. It was like a little over a quarter of, of pretty green bud. And I just, it, it all happened in like less than three, like it was like, boom. And I just handed him the weed. And he also had two teardrop tattoos on. I was like, he's a killer. Um, and I handed him the weed and he like, smiled and nodded at me and I ran. I ran home and I forgot to get my pizza. So, but I lived, but I lived. Okay, those are my two stories. Oh look, four minutes and 27 seconds. That's not terrible. Yay, that's what I wanna do. Okay, I just wanted to string those two stories together, but I'm supposed to do like, okay, cool, gratitude, like, and I'm alive, yay. But everybody be careful out there. Like, people are desperate. And that was like, that's 13 years ago. I mean, people don't do that shit anymore. Um, thanks everybody for being here and this is, we're out early tonight and I think it stopped raining and, um, yeah, good luck wherever you decide to go.
take care of this boy until he starts lying. And I'm going to tell the police that you have lied and you are going back to jail. Please, bro, nobody, baby, I'm, I'm, that's my mother and father there. No, they The police are your mother and father. And I don't want you touching me. Yeah, well, you ain't, you ain't so cool. I don't want to touch my body. I touch your body, I touch your body if I wanna. I'm not playing with you, man. Don't touch me again. I touch you, I touch you again now. What you think of that? About that? Take that. Now. You take that back. Yeah, no. That ain't.
Nobody's right. Nobody believes me. I'm, I'm, that's my mother and father. The police are your mother and father. And I don't want you touching me.
nuisance we got to be.